right, y'all, get ready for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn. Welcome, welcome, welcome to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. This is one of your hosts, Mr. David Coker, um, proprietor of Dave Mark Inc., uh, promoter, event planner, man about town, all-around good guy. I'm sitting here with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Man, everything is good, Dave. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com. Black media specialist and all-around good guy. How goes it, David? I can't complain, sir. Uh, it's uh, made it through the weekend, and now just trying to make it through the week. You know, this month of February—I mean, this month of February, this month of January, <laughs> this month of January is going by so fast, man. It's unbelievable. We're in the last next to last week of January. I know, almost. What? Uh, Cause January has thirty days, right? Or no, thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah, yeah. we, we almost so, there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, tell you, time just seems like it's on some type of warp speed now. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we were just celebrating Thanksgiving and Christmas, and here it is. We're almost a whole month into the new year. You know. Are you still writing? Uh, are you still writing twenty twenty two? No. So, well, so I mean, to be honest, I've only had to write one thing so far, and you know, for that, I was able to write twenty twenty three. But I mean, everything else is, you know, all right. Well, I mean, even with um, online, you know, while working, and you find yourself typing twenty twenty two. So I mean, luckily, I do. I do. I, do. I, I I have to go back and back uh, that space <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah. Well, now what? What I do have to do? I have to double check. Yeah. I'll be like, okay, hold up. Yeah. Like, let let you know. Let me make sure the date is right. But because you know, it's gonna be some wise guy on the other end. You said something to somebody, and it's gonna be some wise guy on the other end. It's gonna, you know, say, well, you said twenty twenty two. You know, knowing they should know that you meant 2023, you know, right? I mean? So, and, and yeah, you know, I'll man. tell you some funny stuff. I've had to send out some leases. You know, we had a couple of people who moved into some units and all that. So, for the leases, I really had to double check, you know, like I double check, make sure I like, okay, make sure this said 2023 and 2024 and mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. But yeah, I mean, so so far, I haven't made any mistakes, and you know, hopefully, now I'm I'm kind of settled in. <laughs> All right, I hear you. All right, um, what else is going on? You do anything for the weekend? That's to be honest, a lot of cleaning. I did a lot of cleaning this weekend, probably too much. Um, took down all the Christmas tree, all the items, you know. So now our house looks nothing like Christmas. Oh, what what about yourself? Uh, Um, I work Saturday. Went down to my son's house. Um, you know, he had a little um um little party for for um my ex. It was her birthday this past week and I took my youngest son down there and um you know, it was kind of a surprise thing because she didn't know that we were coming, you know, so and plus get a chance to see 
you know, he, he, he just recently bought a new house. Um, and, um, you know, and he did some redecorating in there already. So he wanted us to see all that stuff. So it was, it was nice. Gotcha. So, okay. Then, you, um, I'm hmm? about to say you, you were, you were down there in the, uh, the surround sound theater that you were talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. He's down there. He put on. Um, have you seen this uh, show? This series called uh, "Gangs of London." No, you, you're telling me about it. I, I definitely want to yeah. check it out. Yeah, definitely. You, you want to check that out? It's 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 it's, it's a lot going on, <laughs> you know. But it's it's if you're if you're a John Wick fan, I'm sure you'll be a fan of this. So you know. So, um, but um, yeah, he had he had it hooked up, man. It sounds just like we were in a movie theater, man. <laughs> I'm telling you. You can hear the shells falling from the guns and all. Oh, could you? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, so, so then uh, left there, made it home in time to see my eagles do their thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so the eagle, the birds came and, uh, you know, um, they they crushed the giant. So, um, you know, um, it's their game away from the Super Bowl and I don't want to talk about who their opponent is because it doesn't really matter. All it all it uh all we have to do is just root for the Eagles. Doesn't matter who the opponent is because it does they don't deserve to be mentioned at the moment. Um because it's all about the Eagles. So that's all I'm gonna say about that. But <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, we so. we'll say short and to the point. That's right. It only matters it's all about the Eagles. So so we'll see what happens. Um uh, this weekend, uh, when the Eagles play in the NFC Championship game against that other team, <laughs> whoever they may be, right, right. <laughs> so, um, so other than that, that was it, man. Uh, went to church on Sunday. That's what I normally do, and and then watch, uh, you know, watch the games that were on that day. So, yep. So um, here it is. We're in the week. And I don't know. Just try to make it through the rest of this week. I, I hear we might have a little bit of um, snow towards the end of the oh, week. Really? That, oh, really? Wow. That, well, they've been talking about a mixture, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, but they've been talking about that. You know, they've said that a couple times. We haven't really had that yet. So, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, I mean, as usual, I'm, I'm praying for snow any day of the week, including weekends. <laughs> and, and Dave, I I know you're praying for snow any day of the week, excluding weekends. Yeah, as is a lot of snow. Don't don't be giving me no no no, uh, no flurries. flurries or any of that kind of stuff because that's just a that's just a waste of time for me. You know, don't be giving me that coating or those squalls that we seem to be having a lot of over the last few years. You know, a lot of squalls. You know, mm-hmm. snow squalls. Uh, I don't want that either. So, yeah, let's just let's. If it's gonna snow, like the song says, yeah. the Christmas song says, "Let it snow." You know, so, got it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, I guess we got a few things to talk about the, tonight, right? Yep. No, we we definitely do. Uh, so, uh, first off, we're gonna talk about uh, a man who has lost his seed for twenty four days and survives only on a bottle of ketchup. 
Um, we're also going to talk <laughs> about, and we just saw this today, um, there's some electronically charged stones that were discovered in Congo that um, have a lot of people talking right now, talking uh, Wakanda forever-ish. <laughs> and then we're also going to um, talk about the video of Ed Reed. Um, his video ran against Bethune-Cookman after claiming the university won't be ratifying his contract. We'll also talk about the recent Monterey Park shooter who is still on the run after killing 10 people. And then um, our last topic, we'll talk about uh, the single black mom who's recovering after her autistic son accidentally wiped out her bank account. And then, of course, we have Dave's Corner after that. So, um, okay. Dave, to start it off, we're going to talk about... um. You know, the first story, so there was a man, uh, a Caribbean man, who accidentally drifted out to sea, and the only thing that he had on his boat was a bottle of ketchup and some seasonings. So here it says a 47-year-old man was working on his boat in St. Martin in December when the weather suddenly churned and he drifted out to sea. He soon became lost. And now, weeks later, he had been found off the coast of Colombia with only ketchup ketchup and seasonings to help him stay nourished. So real quick, Dave, I just want to play the video and um, of him kind of giving his account. I was 24 days in the sea. It was rough. Um, a certain time I lose hope. I think about my family. I had no food. I had no food. It's just um, a bottle of ketchup that was on the boat, garlic powder, and uh, maggi. So I mix it up with some water so that had me for me to survive the about 24 days in the sea. So, you know, hearing his story, I cannot even imagine being stuck at sea for 24 days and the only thing that you have are a bottle of ketchup, some seasonings, and he said Maggie, um, for anyone who doesn't see, who can't, can't see the video, it said Maggie is like some bouillon cubes. So, you know, he mixed those up and that's what he was surviving on, of course, rationing it out for 24 days at sea. Dave, can, can you imagine that? No, I couldn't. Um, first of all, for him to, to have, this, this seems like a weird mix of things to have on board the boat. Right. I wonder what that's all about. And how big of a boat was this? So I'm not sure. It, it doesn't exactly say. I would assume it was a small fishing boat, but I, I'm, I'm not sure. Because I'm, I'm sure if you're out in the ocean for 24 days, I'm sure one of them days, you know, that ocean got to get rough. And, you know, I, I could see a, a little boat being tossed, but um, and the tiny, I was going to say, yeah, I know. We say tossed. Gilligan's arms. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking Gilligan the whole time. Yeah, so, yeah uh, definitely. You know, uh, um, I don't know. This seems like this kind of crazy to me because, you, first of all, are you, I mean, you figure if you're on a boat that you should be able to go somewhere on this boat, right? I mean, he didn't have, depending on what size the boat was, and I can't imagine it being like a canoe or, or or anything small, like a banana boat or anything like that. 
because he had this stuff on the boat. So, I mean, like for cooking, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so, I mean, it, it says that he lost his sense of direction. So, you know, I think he was out there. He just didn't he was know. It? Um, yeah. So he did not know what direction to go into. Huh. So yeah, that's, that's, that's yep. weird. Yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy. So luckily he was found by somebody in the Colombian army and they, uh, you know, e- even when they found him, they said he was in good health. So, um, well, I'm sorry. He, he was in good health for the condition that he went through, but, you know, luckily he was found before it went, you know, before that bottle of ketchup ran out. Yeah. yeah uh, Thank God that he had the ketchup. I wonder what it was Hunts or Heinz or. You know? <laughs> well, and Dave, you know, like I was thinking the same thing. I was like, whoever that ketchup brand with, like, they didn't get him a sponsorship or an yeah, endorsement or, that, look, you know, let, let him be a spokesperson. Yeah. 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 Saying that not only does it give you flavor, it saves lives. Yeah, definitely. You know? <laughs> so, 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 Dave, uh, so, so now when, when you're expecting that, um, snow flurries make sure you keep a bottle of ketchup in your car just in case because i mean literally that ketchup may save your life now yeah okay all right i'll keep that in mind um um and i'll make sure to take a bottle of ketchup with me if i ever get on the boot you know so you know (laughs) and and some maggie right (laughs) you know so to make sure that and oh of course you gotta have the bottle of water so and there was no ball named Wilson with him. Um, he was good. No. Yep. Now he, he okay. was good to go. Okay. okay. All right. So, all right, Gilligan, you did your thing. Thank God you you made it. What was his name? Um. So his name was Fran Fran Francois. Francois. No, that's that... Francois. You don't okay. know French, man. No, you don't I don't. Know French. Uh, no, that's I Francois, do not. man. Come on, okay. man. Francois. There it is. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, okay. All right. Well, all right, Francois Gilligan. Um, good that you made it. Okay. All right. So and, then, and, our, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So our second story is literally right out of Wakanda forever. So this mm-hmm. was a video that was going around probably in the past 24 hours or so. There's a, it shows an individual. Um, the caption says, um, the Democratic Republic of Congo. And there's an individual who has a rock that kind of has a silver, a silvery gold metallic look to it. And they stick two ends of wires that look like they, um, for a light bulb, kind of like a small light. And when they attach them to the rock, the light lights up. Now, what they're saying is that there have been some electronically charged stones that have been discovered here in the Democratic Republic of Congo. And so when I look far there, the information they had, um, and this is what somebody's quote, um, it says that um, there was a guy who, who did a video, and this was like a video maybe a year or two ago. And what he was saying is that apparently vibranium, which of course we're familiar with from the Black Panther series, is based off of an actual um, rock slash mineral called coltan, which can be a, can be found in abundance in the Congo slash Africa. And when I googled it, 
um, the rock coltan, it did say that coltan is used in a lot of um, electric and electricity type um, projects such as generators, um, you know, electrical circuits and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like it could be too far off from the truth, but it's definitely something that is, uh, if it is real and if it is accurate, you know, this is def- that would definitely be a game changer for um, hopefully for those people in Africa who mine, uh, you know, that particular rock. Dave, you, you have any thoughts? You you saw the video. Does, does yeah. it look like something uh, that's realistic or futuristic? Well, I mean, it, it, it looks, of course, it looks realistic because on the video, I mean, you definitely can see the rock and, and so forth. And it is a silvery color. Um, for us, uh, uh, like Leonard talked about, um, Wakanda and vibranium, but bright, bright, if I can even say that tomorrow, vibranium, vibranium. Yeah. yeah, um, actually has been like the whole, um, major star, I'm gonna put it that way, of the whole MCU universe, Marvel Cinematic Universe, because it actually shows up in their very first movie with Iron Man, mm, you know, okay. so, uh, um, so, and throughout every movie, there's almost, I think almost every movie there's a mention or, or, or it's alluded to at some point or not, um, vibranium is. So, and to see something like this that shows that it has some source of power is pretty interesting. Uh, my only thoughts, like when we were talking about the story earlier, um, I was like, you know, there's it shows a guy who's hooking up this wire to it with a light. I'm thinking to myself, okay, what made this person decide to test the rock that way? Mm-hmm. And was this because of what they knew about Coltan, which you mentioned earlier as being, you know, supposedly the the prototype that was vibranium was based off of for the movies or or was that what they were looking for and that's why they decided to test it i was just curious and say what makes a person just take a rock and, and stick a wire to it and, and test yeah. it like that so, so the, the only thing I can, they must have had an agenda yeah the only thing i can think about we saw the second video where they were putting two rocks together and they were causing a spark Right. So right. the Almost only thing like I, the uh, magnets do with the polar opposite. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. so the only thing I can think of is if they notice two rocks sparking each other, you know, th- that would make me think, okay, like, you know, there's something special about these rocks. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that may be one of the reasons why I possibly. Well, it's just like when we were coming up, um, you know, well, I know, I, I don't know how much, taught teaching they did about it when you were in school but when i was in school and they talked about you know earth's core and they talked about the different types of rocks you know granite and ore and iron ore and all this type of different rocks and the minerals and so forth you know i could see them you know bringing up a rock that would have iron in it or or steel you know that they were used to make steel it's just like when you know when they make diamonds from um, the stones, the bloodstones that they've been talking about and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, um, you know, we know that some of the rocks have some different type of properties um, to them. 
So this had to be something that they had been looking for, something that they've been maybe searching for. Um, you know, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe, maybe they do have weapons made from some of this stuff. You know? Yeah, I mean, um, you, you never it, know. I mean, when you look at, you know, I always say that any movie or TV show you look at that has like extensive plot or whatever, it, and it makes you say to yourself, "Hmm, I wonder where they're getting this from." You know, there's always something, some source that they're getting it from. You know what I'm saying? That there's some reason that they decided to make a, a movie or a series or whatever, or a TV show from based on this type of information. So what if, if you know, that whole Coltan thing was, if that was really the source for the vibranium, I can see mm-hmm. why they would do that. And then... You know, maybe they have been mining and looking for these rocks all along. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe maybe they've already known about it. we talked about the Egyptians and, you know, and I mean, not going back that far, but maybe this is something that's kind of been like a legend slash folklore slash, you know, hidden. I won't say hidden treasure, but kind of like the location might have been a hidden treasure and, you know. Which well, I guess now is not so hidden. So you know we'll see how that transpires as well. well. We mentioned we mentioned one of those hidden legends last week on our show when we talked about Area Fifty One, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe maybe the the rocks are there. Maybe they're taking them there. <laughs> you know the yeah. Area Fifty One. Right. So I mean, and and then of course you know remember back in the day talked about moon rocks that the moon rocks supposedly had these type this type of energy too you know um you know and um the meteor rocks that were you know come from meteor so you never know i mean it's interesting and i i wonder what happens it what what's happening over there with these rocks when once they find them and what they're doing with them for real um and um whether they are using them you know, to as a power source or something like that, you know? Right. So, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully there is that. Well, I'll say hopefully it does not fall into the wrong hands or cause any, you know, warfare or anything to try to get to them. It it makes me think about how they talk about the blood diamonds and um, Rwanda. So, yeah. I, you know, because I always said to myself, you know, once I saw, you know, heard, started hearing about the blood diamonds and all the stuff that people, you know, how people were losing their lives, mm-hmm. and, you know, the the cause, you know, the cause and effect of, of you know, what it takes to, to, to you know, uh, to when you put on a diamond, if you purchase a diamond, you put a diamond on or whatever the case may be, you have to think about you know, when you start seeing these things, you right. have to think to yourself, oh, well, where did this diamond come from and how did people lose their lives mm-hmm. for this diamond? You know, so but it's 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 interesting. I guess we'll we'll I guess we'll hear more about this um at some point because if it becomes a real big thing, I'm sure that it's not gonna go away. Um and um who knows? Maybe they're building an army over there. Yeah, <laughs> you, I mean, so, you, you never yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, you never know. So we'll see. Um, well, you guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Len. We really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. Um, thank you for uh, doing that. And you can always hit us up on our News and Trends 
um, dot com um, website and you know of course reach out to us on Facebook or or um, Instagram. So, but anyway, we're going to move on to our next story. Um, the next story is about um, Ed Reed. Um, Ed Reed, former pro football player, uh, star for the Baltimore Ravens, um, future Hall of Famer. Um, he was elected back in December to become the next football coach at Bethune-Cookman, um, an HBCU school. And um, recently, in um, the last few days, he was told um, that that was not going to happen and that there was a change in plans as far as the hiring was concerned. There was a, he went on and did a video talking about his feelings on everything. And you have that video queued up, Leonard? Yeah. So of course I did have it queued and then my, uh, my page refreshed, but I'm going to go ahead and play it from here and then uh, just tell me when to stop it. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's see where it's at. All right. Even though I knew they didn't want me, I took $2,400 out of my pocket and still gave it to the host to host these young men. Shit, at this point, I'd do it for free because I have been for the last three weeks. That man have to. He drove from New Orleans because he believed in me and my bitch. And that man right there who flew from California Less than two hours he got off the plane and he was here to see the rant. He got off the plane and what we started doing, young man. Motherfuckers. Y'all curse. And y'all done heard curse words before. They got parents in here. And no, I don't want to leave. And like I told y'all, I want all these recruits. But they got some corrupt people in this world, some evil people that don't care about kids like I do. So I want y'all to hear the truth from me. I ain't withdrawing my name. I got the receipts. They got all kinds of stuff going on around here. Hoarding these buildings with nothing but trash in them. You understand me? And Dion was right. And I know I'm right. And they got some people in here who be snitching to their ass. And I work amongst Judas as Jesus walked with him. Okay. And I ain't have no problem with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, he, 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 he definitely had a lot to say. Yes, yeah, did. yeah. He, he, you, and not only is he upset, but he is very passionate about this whole thing. And, you know, he had, he had recruits there at the press conference, you know, and he was talking about how, you know, he was doing all this stuff. Um, for the school, they were trying to ratify his contract, and which they never really did. He wanted to improve the conditions of the locker room and and so forth. He took out money out of his own pocket. I mean, you know, he was trying to do everything. Now, this guy, Ed Reed, is kind of a disciple of Deion Sanders. He played a lot like Deion. Deion was his, um, his idol. And, um, you know, Deion, you know, really gave him a lot of support doing, you know, him going there. But Dion and also tried to warn him about, you know, how some of these schools are. Um, and Dion, you know, sent him a message. Um, 
at the end of the at the end of the rant, um, uh, he made an appearance on a live on a live feed feed, and he said, "I love you, man. You know that's right." Sanders said, "We talked about this. You, we know the structure. We know the order. We know how it's going to play out. You've been fighting. I know what you're feeling. I know what you're going through." God has a time and place for you, my brother. I know your heart. I know everything that's going on inside of you. I know you like a book. I know you do not want to leave these kids. Sometime, Ed, you got to walk away. Sanders added. So, um, you know, he really didn't want to leave. But this school made it impossible for him to stay, according to what's being said. And plus, they were not going to give him everything that he needed to improve the school. Now, Dion, you know, Ed, and don't get me wrong, Ed Reed has a big name too. He's not, you know, he's not as big as Dion because Dion, you know, carried his name carried a lot of weight. Dion came into Jackson State and he made them do some things, you know, to improve the conditions there. And he promised them some things. He said, hey, look, if you listen to me and you do what I ask you to do, you'll see change around here. And he backed it up. You know, he didn't he didn't go in there and he didn't, he's not leaving there empty handed. But, of course, it's going to be hard for these former pro football players or former coaches who have names to come into these schools and try to turn these schools around if, they ha- if their programs are not doing well and so forth and so forth, because a lot of them just don't have that kind of money to to give, you know? Right. Uh, um, you know, a lot of the HBCUs, even though there's been an upswing as far as people enrolling in the HBCUs and so forth, a lot of them don't have the monies that some of the other schools have. Um, even a school like Howard, I heard, has been struggling financially. So, you know, um, you have to... You have to look at things from a, a particular standpoint. Um, I'm sure that that's a rebuilding process that has to be done there. And whether or not they have the resources to commit to that program the way that, Ms., uh, that Ed Reed wanted them to do, probably they probably looked at everything and probably said, hey, look, we can't do this. Um, and I'm sure he was probably trying to force their hand into trying to make some changes. But um doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, of course, to have, you know, he goes on and does his video. Of course, it's just not, it's not a good look on Bethune-Cookman now, you know, because, right. you know, uh, and, and what about the kids that he was recruiting? Um, what about the kids that um, wanted to come and play for him because they know of his reputation and so forth? It's it's really a bad look, and I feel bad for the, for the kids and here we go, you know, another black story that's not looking good because of, you know, here we go. I call it black on black crime, mm-hmm. but that's what it is, you know, because right. if the school didn't think, I don't know what the school thought they were going to get in a guy like this. This guy is going into the Hall of Fame um, probably in the next year or so. You know, this ain't no slouch. If you bring somebody in like that, then you're gonna have to pay them, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to give them some carte blanche to be able to do what they're doing. 
And it doesn't look like they wanted to do that according to what we're seeing here. So it's really a shame. And, um, um, you know, so when I heard the story, because when I saw it, I was watching TV and I saw it flashes at the bottom of the screen that Ed Reed, um, that Bethune Cookman decided not to hire Ed Reed. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, well, what happened? <laughs> you know, and then, you know, but you guys heard the, you guys heard the, uh, the video ran. That thing went on for like 15 minutes. That was just a, a, a short clip of it. That thing went on for 15 minutes. They, you know, he had a, a lot to say, and you can hear people crying in the room. You know, I'm sure mm-hmm. the students can hear them crying. Like the one kid he was talking to, you hear the guy sniffle as he's talking to him. You know, so right. Um, so, you know, it's not. I just don't think it's a good look. You know, um, with all that's going on with the HBCUs and everything. You know. Um, I, th- I know a lot of people still upset with Dion for leaving Jackson State, and I guess I don't know if this has a rippling effect to it. Um, that I mean, that had a rippling effect to what happened with Ed Reed, but um, it's really a, it's really a shame, and it was a story that uh, you know I wanted to talk about today. You know, get and you know, and well, what what do you feel about what you heard? Um, so, I mean, you know, it, it makes sense. You know, I think most HBCUs are not run the same as some of these PWIs and they don't have the financial <laughs> backing. But, um, what I was curious about is, so watching and, and I just call it his rant, which, you know, is understandable. Do you think that if he had, let's say the suave, that Deion Sanders had, do you think he probably could have gone a little farther and gotten a little bit more? And the the only reason I say that is because when I was looking at, you know, just his mannerisms and, and I mean, of course we're all black, but there's certain people who you don't want to deal with, you know what I mean? And I'm just thinking about if I'm in a place of business and there's another person who, because we're not able to do something reacts like that. I I don't know. And when I watch Deion Sanders via uh, videos and, you know, his interviews, he seems a little classier, a little suaver, um, you know, and, and I mean, not to say like those leadership qualities, but I'm just curious if he had, and like not, not the name of Deion Sanders, kind of saying that carries a weight, but if he had the personality of Deion Sanders, do you think things may have been a little bit different or do you think they would have been exactly the same? I'm sure that could have had something to do with it. Uh, Ed Reed is a, is a different kind of person. I will say that I've watched his whole football career. Um, I have a friend who's a, who's a cousin of his and, you know, they're from down South, you know, and, and uh, I think they're from the South Carolina area. So, um, yeah, I mean, it could be that, you know, the it could be how polished he might be or whatever the case may be, because I think that's what you're mostly alluding to. Um, um, but then it's a black university. I could see if it was a white university, but it's a black university mm-hmm. and they should be used to dealing with people like that. You know, um, some people are more passionate than others. I mean, you heard the passion in his voice when he talked. Um, 
And he, you know, when he, when he cussed, he was like, yeah, I cussed, but you know, but you know, <laughs> and, and he, you know, he tried to qualify it because mm-hmm. he just said, because this is how I feel about this whole thing. Right. You know? So this is how passionate I am about this whole thing. So it, 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 it was interesting. Um, and, and I wonder if he will get another look or even will want to even explore any other opportunities as far as HBCUs. And then I wonder if Dion will bring him over there where he is, <laughs> you know, so right. I, I don't know, but um, he obviously wanted to coach. It's something that he said that he wanted to do. And, I, you know, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, whether he'll get any other looks, you know, um, and excuse me, uh, and then wonder what Bethune Cookman's going to do next as far as a coach. So whether they will try to bring anybody, another high profile person in or somebody to care, you know, a former player or a former right. pro football coach or somebody that's had a name out there, you know. So. Yeah, so I mean, as of right now, I would assume that they would bring somebody in on their level. Uh, uh well, they probably if it's about money, then they're probably going to have to bring somebody in there that they can afford to pay. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah well, so. I, yeah, and and I mean that's why I mean by on their level, like somebody who is yeah. more accepting of that pay, and you know, now I mean. Nobody wants to go around picking up trash like that, but you know, whatever the other responsibilities are. Right. Right. Um, and yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, definitely. We need to, we need to see what happens when, um, when they pick their next coach. And, and that's another thing because this time of year, they're behind the eight ball already because most, most of the recruiting and all that stuff has already been done. You know, or they have already got a lot of people committed to schools at this time. Mm-hmm. So, if you know, with all that just happened there, I wonder if those people, a lot of the students that were coming there because Ed Reed was going to be their coach, it's going to leave now. Right. Do so, Do you think that many people were coming because of him? I know if I was a player there, um, and I knew, you know, well if I was already a player there or if I was somebody who was going to go to school there and I heard that Ed Reed was going to be coach, the coach there, I would probably want to be there because he was the coach. Right. Cause he cared his name. You know, if, if you watched him as a football player or like, say if you had a parent, your father or, or your mother either, or somebody in your family, uncle or whatever, who said, Hey man, Ed Reed was the beast, and and he probably would be somebody you would want to play for. You probably can learn from somebody like that because he went all mm-hmm. the way to to the top. You know, he played professional right. football. They won, you know, he won a Super Bowl, you know, a couple Super Bowls. Um, you should, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. That's probably somebody you need to to learn from. So that's probably what. Um, that's probably something I would I would consider as being somebody who might want to stay there, you know. Right. right. So that's okay. where we are. Okay. All right. Moving on to our next story. Um, I don't know how many people might have heard about the shooting that happened over the weekend. Um, 
There was a shooting in California right outside of Los Angeles in a place called Monterey Park uh, where 10 people were shot. Here we go again, you know, mass shootings. I mean, that seems to be the unfortunately the norm these days, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where we have a lot of people being shot and so forth. I know there was 10 women, I mean, 10 um, people shot, five women, um, five men. Um, that were killed, and then there was uh, at least 10 other people that were wounded um, during a shooting, during a celebration um, that um, that was um, called the um, the Lunar um, New Year, for and it's a big-time Asian-American um, celebration, and um, and there was a lot of people out there and they're all celebrating and so forth. And uh, they said it was a white van that came by and just started shooting. Yeah, that's and, crazy. Yeah. Scary. Yeah. It's scary. And they did have a person who was a um suspect um um that they were that they were trying to uh um apprehend at the time um and he was an asian asian person himself um they had put out pictures and so forth um they would at the time um they were trying to identify the person i'm not sure because i haven't seen an update on that as to whether they were able to identify him but they had a they had good pictures of him though so um and there were pictures posted online showing what the person looked like and he was definitely asian guy um it's really sad that um something like this would happen especially during a asian celebration and it's really um it's really sad um that you know people lost their lives you know celebrating something that was so much pride yeah um but what do you agree sir no, I mean, I, you know, I definitely agree. And, you know, it's just kind of scary that nowadays, you know, places that you think are safe. So, you know, of course, this was kind of like an Asian celebration, but it also made me think about, and I don't think we talked about it, but um, last weekend, yeah, I'm sorry. So, yeah, not this weekend, the weekend prior, there was a, a, a MLK Day celebration in Florida happening during the daytime in which people started shooting. And, you know, it's just crazy now because I I used to feel like back in the day, there were places that you could go where things would be more likely to happen. So, like, if you're going to the club, if you're, you know, going certain places, you know, something breaks out. But, you know, nowadays you can be anywhere, the grocery store, the park, school. And, you know, it's just so crazy that that gun violence has just become so rampant where, you know, and I mean, not to say we're not surprised or we're numb to the situation. But, you know, we, we hear about these mass shootings every day now, every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when they do the. uh you know, when um, a lot of the places, the cities do the, the when they ask people to bring in 
you know, firearms and so forth, no questions asked, you know, mm-hmm. turn them in, you know, and they give, you know, usually gift cards or whatever the case may be. They said you'd be surprised how many guns are t- turned in during this, this time. Oh, yeah. And the type of guns that are turned in. It's not like, you know, the, you know, talking about semi-automatic weapons and, and, and stuff that you just say, this stuff is on the street, <laughs> you know, and 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 a lot of cops always say they have better guns than we got, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, when an eighteen-year-old can walk into a place and buy a, a, any type of assault weapon, there's something wrong here, right? Uh, especially know? with no background check. With like, no background wow. check. Yeah, yeah, and not and you know, and now, of course. Not many of us can walk into a place and do that, but you know, oh, if you're no. a certain, uh, if you're a certain, compl- uh, what, what is complexion for, <laughs> for protection? The complexion for protection. Yeah, if you're a certain complexion for protection, you get the protection you need in order to mm-hmm. get the, you know. Yeah, so, but um, it's really a sad story, and I just wanted to, you know, mention it because you know it is something that happened over the weekend, and it's you know, still fresh. Um, um, I'm trying to, um, you know, look at the updates for everything, um, since, since, since that happened, but it's really sad. Um, uh, it's really sad that we still got people out here shooting people, you know, especially doing celebrations like that, you know, Mm -hmm. something that, people are proud about and then you have something like that to happen so so unfair so so um not needed that in this day and time so i just wanted to bring that up um and my prayers are to the families of the people who were lost and also those who were wounded so okay all right moving on to this is one of those stories that is a, you know, it's kind of takes you on a little emotional roller coaster because, um, you know, it's kind of a, a crazy story at first, but then there's a good ending to it. So this story is about a um, single black woman um, who was a mo- who's a mother, and her autistic son accidentally wiped out her bank account. So this is what happened. Um, When Kayla Howard, a single mom of four sons from Phoenix, Arizona, found out her bank account was empty after the seven-year-old son mistakenly made purchases on Roblox, which is a a gaming site. Yep. And so, Dave, just like you corrected me with Francois, it's called Roblox. <laughs> okay. Set Roblox. Gamer. I'm yes. not a gamer. Me, me, so. me neither, but I, I got kids yeah, and, and, and I hear about Ro, Ro, so the money for Roblox is called Robux. So the kids, they're like, oh, can you give me some Robux? I'm like, okay. Wow. It, it's that big, huh? Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Um, so what happened? Said uh, um, her son, who was, who has autism, autism, was playing the popular game Roblox when he accidentally made multiple purchases 
amounting to $897. It exceeded the balance in her bank account, which resulted in an overdraft in overdraft fees and a more than a thousand dollar negative balance in her account. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's right. That's crazy, right? Kayla, who's a single mom, worked two jobs to support her four children, of which three have autism. Unbelievable. How I mean, that's that's I've never heard that before. You know, mm-hmm. you have four kids and three of them have autism. Single mother, so okay. she, she definitely got her hands full. Yeah. So what she did is she started a GoFundMe page to help cover her expenses. She set the goal for $1,244. The exact amount her account was negative. Howard was surprised when she saw that they raised 10 times the goal. She found support from complete strangers who are also single moms and parents of children with autism and some who could relate to the roadblock spending mistake. She ultimately received a total of $10,979. And she said, thank you to everyone who supported um, her and her children during this time. Thank you for reminding me that there are good people in the world. And she ended up on um, Good Morning America talking about this, by the way. She, um, this happened during the holidays, said that Howard used some of the money to buy a Christmas tree to decorate with her kids. She also bought gifts for them. She now plans to use the extra donations to get back to the community. Um, what I'm excited about was doing, I'm actually starting a nonprofit um, named after my daughter specifically to help families of children with autism, she said. Uh, I guess she had a daughter too. Must be an older child. Then. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the here's the kicker. Moreover, Howard said the Roblox, which initially only agreed to give her a refund of ten dollars and eighty cents. What kind of mess? Ten dollars and eighty cents. Nothing. That ain't nothing. <laughs> have since refunded her money after her story gained attention. Of course, they didn't want they didn't want the smoke. You know what I mean? They they just yeah. said, "Oh, we got to we got to give her money back." She also said that she has since made necessary changes to the Roblox apps on on her children's devices to prevent the mistake from happening again. Now. That that now that's that's a good story and and that's really great that she was able to get the money back and ten times over and mm-hmm. that the company came to their senses because they know it, if if that game and that gaming site is as popular as it sounds it is they it, didn't it want, is. they they well they didn't need the negative press. And and this girl and this lady was showing up on Good Morning America and I'm sure other places. You know, they definitely didn't want that smoke, man. They definitely didn't want that smoke. So uh, hats off um, to the family for being able to get that straightened out and, um, you know, be able to get that GoFundMe page set up and be able to recoup um, the monies more, you know, (laughs) more than they needed, you know. So uh, 
it's it's good when people are looking out for one another like that. And it sounded like she really needed the help. And you imagine one of your kids overdrawing your bank account by over a thousand dollars, man. Pissed. But you you know, Dave, yeah. with, with a lot of those um games and apps, and I mean, I'm sure there's been some adults who are, are guilty of it too. Sometimes you don't realize that what you're doing. Well, I think now they make it so you realize it. But I feel like when some of these games first came out, you know, you're buying stuff here and there. And, you know, before you know, you got a 20, 30, 45, you know, $50 bill. So um, it can definitely, you know, get away from you, especially if you have an. So I'll say for my App Store account, you know, I have a credit card linked to my account. But if you let one of your kids play on your phone and they definitely know how to go to the app store and download. And especially if it's a child that's too young to really understand about money, they're going to run it up on you. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and, and, and unfortunately, to be honest, I would have understood if Roblox did not give the money back. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just would have understood it because it's just one of those things. Like, you know, I mean, I've, I've lost money on certain things and I, I know if I reach out to them and maybe it was the press that made a, a difference, but I would have understood if Roblox didn't give it back. And I'm actually surprised they did give it back, to be honest. So, well, I guess I guess it's on them as a company that big to also in and maybe that's something that they're going to be doing or maybe they maybe mm-hmm. that's something they're looking to do to put some type of. Roadblock in yeah. in place to make sure that the purchases that are being made are being made by the right people, you know, right. and and you know, or there's authorization that the child has in order to make those purchases, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I'm sure that I'm sure with this particular story, I know that the the higher ups for that company is probably already putting things in place to say, okay, we can't have this happen again if it hasn't happened already before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe not in the same way, but, you know, obviously they were prepared to stand to stand firm at first, but then mm-hmm. when she started getting the nationwide press on it, they would say, okay, we, we, we can't have, we can't have this get bigger than what it is. So. Right. And, gotta- and you know, I think on top of that, giving it back, just looks good on Roblox. So, you know, yeah, what could have been negative press now looks like positive press because they gave that money back to her. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and of course, you know, we, we always got the, uh, you know, there's always the race angle there because it could have got worse if they hadn't done anything. You know what I mean? So, um, so good. That's a good uh, ending to, a story that could have been really um, unfortunate for the parent, you know, because, you know, that's a lot of money. I don't care how much, I don't care how much you work. I mean, she's working two jobs. I wouldn't let my bank account overdrawn this thousand dollars by a kid. That's a problem for me too, man. It really is. Me me too. You know, a thousand dollars unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You know, I mean, you know, um, it takes a lot to, to to make that kind of money up, you know, and 
you know, and then first of all, when you do get it, if you, when you do get the money, you don't want to get that, you don't want to pay that money, you know, you want to keep that money to yourself. You exactly. know? Uh, yeah. So, but good. That's a, it, it was a good ending and um, I'm glad to hear that they were able to work everything out. So just wanted to share that story with you guys uh, as a feel good story. All right. So here we are to the end of the show. Um, Leonard's favorite spot on the show um dave's corner really <laughs> can't you tell by the enthusiasm of Mr. i know Boy show? yeah yeah so but anyway so um dave's corner's question for tonight you're a powerful figure in congress what law that is a standing law already would you abolish if you had the power to do it what are you thinking so right off the bat i would say um abolishing the law for possession of simple marijuana and to be honest i'm not sure what simple means i always hear them say it but a certain amount or less, you know, like um, if people have it for their personal use and not for the intent to distribute, I would probably abolish that law and anyone who was jailed on simple marijuana to be released. That, that, that'd probably be what I'd abolish and amend. Okay. You heard it from my partner, folks. Okay. And if he abolishes it, then you know where all the supply is. It would be at his house, and y'all can go see him and purchase all <laughs> the marijuana that you want. You know, because he's going to be, you know, everybody's going to be uh, hooking him up. You know, for being the person that abolished the law. Okay, way to go, Leonard. Okay, all right, all right. okay, Dave, your turn. What, what you got? <laughs> um. I kind of toyed with this because there's a couple of things I was thinking about and I was trying, you know, one, I, I'm, let me do this. I'm going to say the obvious and, uh, but this is not my choice, but I'm just going to say one of the obvious things that both of us probably would think about is that Roe versus Wade thing that just got overturned. You know, we probably would, uh, oh, you wouldn't? No, I mean, yeah, I mean, my 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 number one would be the weed. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, um, no comment. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and and I get why you say that, but um, I would just say I was just putting that out there on you know in the in that atmosphere because that I don't feel they should have ever touched that. That was just something that I felt was wrong. That wasn't that wasn't for. Clarence Thomas and his wife to mess with. Anyway, uh, Jenny. <laughs> so, but my my choice would be desegregation. Um, I felt that once they put that in place, it just changed the scope of everything. I understand what they were trying to do, trying to give everybody a chance to learn equally and to experience the same type of learning and education but somewhere along the line it just did not work 
and I still don't feel that it's working. Um, I think that people should be able to go to the schools that they want, regardless of what neighborhoods they're in, um, regardless of what type of uh, um, majority ethnicity they should they have. Um, you know, it's been a lot of problems with DSEG all 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 over the country. Um, you know, people have gone gotten in trouble because they tried to keep their kids out of certain schools, and because they wasn't following the law, have actually gone to jail because they were not sending their kids to the schools that they should be sending them to because they didn't feel comfortable having their kids go to those schools. Um, you know, being a product of it myself, because I, you know, fortunately, I was fortunate enough to, um, um, I was fortunate enough to come out of school the year before DSEG actually happened, which was 79, 1979 here in Delaware. And I've kind of, watched everything prior i mean since then i just know prior to 1979 um going to the schools that i went to and being in the school district i was it was the best time of my life and you know um you know i actually was part of a voluntary busing program my senior year but that was my choice and I saw the difference in going to the school that I went to, which, you know, was AI DuPont after leaving PS DuPont. And it was just, uh, you know, you could see it was just a whole different type of, of dealing, um, teaching and education and all of that type of stuff. Not saying that it was wrong or anything like that. Uh, it just wasn't necessarily for me. And if busing hadn't come in, I would have probably transferred back to if I had one more year of school, I would have tried to transfer back to the school that I was at. So, but I'm just saying, um, DSEG would probably be the thing that would probably be the thing that I would probably get rid of. Um, that would be my law. You gotcha. know? And, you know, so, it's funny with that. I'm always curious if we had stayed segregated, would we have, do you think, do you think we would have gotten the funding we needed to provide, you know, quality education and health care? And, you know, like I just think about how a lot of schools in inner cities versus the schools in the suburbs, the differences in funding and the, you know, let's say the teachers and the curriculum and the grades. Do you think we would have, um, received enough money from the government to make those equal? I don't, uh, maybe not in the very beginning, but I think eventually over the years, because see, a lot of stuff that happened, you know, this was, this was one of the underlining things. And a lot of people don't talk about this part of it as well. Another thing, they were getting tired of our schools beating the other schools in mm -hmm. sports and stuff like that. Right. So that was an opportunity to get a lot of our athletes to go to these other schools and to help them build their, you know, 
the, to become champions and to be better at at the sports and whatever the case may be. Um, that was a very big underlining um, thing because some of the schools that that did well with these you know, because uh, you know AI was one of those schools, um, Glasgow, um, Newark. You know, a lot of these schools that got a lot of influx of our our um, players and so forth mm-hmm. automatically went from schools that were nowhere. You know, and Newark always had good teams, but right. but they got better. You know, once we got there, you know, mm-hmm. um, more of us got there, um, especially like a school like PS that I went to. Seventy eight was the last year that that high school was open. A lot of the players who played on the varsity team that were, you know, underclassmen, um, like that next year, Concord High School won the championship. Three of the starters from Concord High School were on PS's basketball team, you know, and three and those three guys all made first team all state, <laughs> you know. So um, that just tells you a little bit about what happened um, after. Seven, 1978 and 1979, mm-hmm. the busting came in, and even in football, I mean, it happened in football, basketball, and track were all affected by that. So um, that was a big factor in doing what they did is to try to uh, level the playing ground, especially on the athletic side of things. Right. I think that was probably more apparent to most of us, Leonard, than the education part was. Mm-hmm. You know as we look back, you know, right. so especially people that were in education at that particular time. So now did it help? Did it help that it gave people a chance to get a better education and to have the better, um, you know, have, have a shot at um, learning in a more um, productive environment and better environment? Yeah, it did. But we also lost some of the things that we were being taught in those schools that we went to, like history, the true history. Because, you know, a lot of these kids don't know the history, you know, of the United States. They only know because they don't talk about the stuff that needed to be talked about. Right. You know, Um, I've talked to a lot of young people over the last 20 or 30 years, especially um especially when I was teaching and I talk history to some of those people and they didn't know, I mean, stuff, simple stuff that they should know. They didn't know anything about because they don't teach, they didn't teach it in the schools that they went to. So this is the kind of stuff that, um, you know, you might've learned uh, math, you might've learned English, but, you know, and and yes, it might have helped you get into these colleges that you might have wanted, uh, you know, might have helped those people who wanted to go to college to have better shots at better schools. But there was, you know, I just think that it didn't it, it wasn't what they thought it was going to be when they, yeah, when they voted to do it. That's my feeling. on it. OK, OK. All right. There it so, is. There it is. There it is. You know, Um if you guys have any feelings on what you had to say, uh, what you heard us say and so forth, um, feel free to let us know and so forth. Matter of fact, there was some feedback from last Friday's show, by the way, about the foods that we didn't eat. Oh, okay. You know, so uh, 
because people brought up stuff like Muskrat and there was a lot of stuff that people uh, talked about that we didn't that we didn't talk about, you know. So yeah, um, yeah, um, and I just kind of chuckled because I forgot about some of that stuff. But um, um, but yeah, I did get some feedback about things that people don't like to eat. So, um, but yeah, feel free to let us know, folks, your thoughts on what you heard tonight and on any of the subjects that we talked about, and and especially our um, Dave's Corner question, because I'm pretty sure there's a lot out there that people would like to abolish, so if they had the power to do so. So with that being said, Len, do you have anything you want to add before we sign off for tonight? Yeah, you know, just a regular. Hope everyone has a great week. Stay safe, stay warm, and uh, catch you on Friday. Okay. Yeah. Friday we'll be back, folks, um, to do our weekend roundup. So we will talk to you then. Thank you for listening. Have a great evening. Tune in next week, ladies and gentlemen, for another edition of News and Trends with your host, Dave and Lynn.